Some treat fame as the ultimate goal. Kathy Ireland turned hers into a global multi-billion dollar brand. A supermodel in the 1980s and 90s, Ireland made her splash on the cover of the Sports Illustrated Swimsuit Edition. A couple of decades later, she graced the cover of Forbes as the chief executive of Kathy Ireland Worldwide, a brand empire with fashion and nutrition products, among many others. She's here to talk about how to make a name for yourself and grow a business once you do it. Hello everyone, I'm Andy Serwer and welcome to Influencers. And welcome to our guest, Kathy Ireland, who is an entrepreneur and of course a model, and it's great to see you. Well, thank you, Andy. Great to see you. I usually see you, Kathy, at the Berkshire Hathaway annual meeting, which you go to for a number of years, I guess, as I have. And so it's nice to see you here in New York. But let's just start off and ask you about Berkshire Hathaway and Warren Buffett, because we have that in common. Um, what do you find so appealing about Warren Buffett and the Berkshire Hathaway annual meeting? He's genuine. You know, I met Warren Buffett through Irv Blumpkin. Irv Blumpkin is a CEO of Nebraska Furniture Mart, our first partner, retail partner in the home industry. And Warren and Charlie, genuine people, it is always such an education. Um, for years, we've, uh, we've competed in the annual newspaper toss, which is, uh, he is so competitive. Mr. Mm -hmm. Buffett is, uh, he takes, I, I understand why he's so successful, because uh, Deb, uh, who works with him, she'll call me the night before, he's practicing. It's like, <laughs> I am too, <laughs> until the last minute. But he, his work ethic is extraordinary. And the integrity, I, I have to say my favorite part of the Berkshire Hathaway shareholders meeting is before the, the, the movie, the video, he always shows the Salman Brothers incident and talks about that, you know, if you lose the company money, basically what will forgive you, I'll, I'll earn it back. But if you mess with one shred of our reputation, I will be ruthless. And I love that. And that is such strong leadership. And it's so protective. And it's understandable why he's so successful. Now, we're going to talk all about your business. But before we get into that, just another question about Buffett. Has he given you advice? Do you talk to him at all about what you're doing? Do you seek out his counsel? Yes. And something about Mr. Buffett is he's so prolific. Anyone can be mentored by him. Yeah, there is so much to learn from his life. Uh, it, the HBO special, Becoming uh, Warren Buffett, so many lessons there. We started our brand with a single pair of socks, went into the, the fashion apparel industry, and it was just a few words of him sharing that, you know, the, the home industry is, uh, it, it's more steady. Fashion is so cyclical. Every season you need to come up with a new line. And when Mr. Buffett speaks, you really listen and you really strongly consider and dig deeply. When we got into the home industry, there were not people who were known for other industries having home lines. Today that's changed, but it was at a time when 
I, I, people actually laughed when we told them we were entering the home industry. Oh, that's so interesting, and it's so typical. You're you're right in that it's like a simple observation, but gee, I never thought of it, kind of thing, right? right. Absolutely. Yeah. So so talk about your um, evolution from a model to a business person, because I don't think people are necessarily so familiar with that, Kathy. How did that come about? I began as a business person. I mean, as a child, four years old, I was uh, that kid going door to door. I was selling painted rocks, uh, making handbags. This in California? Yep, in Santa Barbara where I grew up. Mm -hmm. My mom made halter dresses. She'd sell at beach fairs and I would make jewelry and handbags to go along with them. When I was 11, I got a paper route and uh, which uh, great job training and uh, trained me for the, the shareholders meetings and the newspaper competitions with Mr. Buffett and Mr. Gates. Uh, gr great lessons, you know, wonderful, wonderful lessons. Uh, but when the, the modeling was not part of my plan. Hmm. It came to me and I thought this is an opportunity. I can save money for college or to start a business. The entire time I worked in that industry, I was trying and failing at businesses. I, I look at failure as education, so in that respect, I'm very well educated. Uh, the business just took a while to get started. Yeah, so Kathy Ireland Worldwide, what does it encompass now, Kathy? Give us sort of the outline of the business right now. Uh, well, we're celebrating our 25th year in business this year, which I do not take for granted. So grateful to the loyalty of our customer and uh, my boss, who's very tough, and I love that. And our our company encompasses everything from uh, a fashion apparel, um, intimate apparel and sleepwear, diamonds, uh, diamonds by Cappy Ireland, our affordable luxury, and then Kathleen Marie Paul Raps New York, which begins at 50,000 and goes into the multi-millions. Uh, destinations, uh, travel, uh, fintech, uh, working in entertainment, the entertainment segment of our company. Just signed Vanessa Williams, working with her career. Uh, extraordinary, I mean, just extraordinary, genius, talented um, individual. And there is a, a sports segment of our company, and there'll be more announcements coming there. Publishing. Uh, it's, if someone asked me recently, they said, you dabble in in many fields and my response is that I don't dabble but rather we expand and we grow and it's cohesive because our vision is teach inspire empower make our world better and the how to that is that we the first part of our vetting process when we're considering a new process, a new partner, is that they must support one of our Millennium Development Goals. Many years ago, worked with the UN and their youth program on the Millennium Development Goals. Um, many things I disagree with with the UN, but this is something I think we can all come together on. Supporting everything from ending hunger poverty, supporting education. Our companies added two initiatives, the fight against human trafficking and supporting our vets, our military families. And so knowing that each of our partners are going to support these initiatives in powerful ways. We don't demand a monetary amount. It could be volunteer days with your team. 
but it's got to make a difference. And that makes it exciting to get up out of bed in the morning and I feel like uh, we are a baby brand and we're just getting started. So it's everything's got to sort of match that core vision, Kathy, and then sort of touch some of these, um, I don't know if they're philanthropic, but just sort of humanitarian goals as well. Is that how you sort of analyze how you want to expand things? We have, I mean, we have promises for our brand, and it's fashion, quality, value, safety, so it's got to meet those. My dad worked in labor relations, so he worked with Cesar Chavez in the, the farms, and so as a child, we were not allowed to eat grapes, mm. and how people are treated has always been at the forefront of my mind. Um, when we started our brand with a single pair of socks, we began by conducting surprise factory inspections. You know, anybody can clean up if they know you're coming, but you learn a lot when you show up unexpectedly. Great partners, uh, John and Marilyn Moretz in North Carolina. Our partners uh, continued to this day, just amazing people. But so how people are treated is, is of critical importance. We have uh, the toughest human rights clauses and contracts that I'm aware of. I'm always sharing with people. If you have better information, better contracts, please share it so mm -hmm. we can get better and grow. And there's some who say you shouldn't even talk about that because you're going to have issues where people are going to break the law. They're going to break your contract. They'll be, it could happen in a, a different country. And my response to that is if someone finds someone doing something, breaking the law, breaking our contract, maybe it's not illegal in that country. My response isn't whether it was uh, good motives or not, it's thank you. If we can get information that can initiate a positive mm -hmm. change, really grateful for that. Right. And I have to ask you, why socks? Why did you start there? <laughs> okay, well, truthfully, uh, socks, I was offered an opportunity to model those socks. Okay. Foot and, model. Uh, foot, it was. <laughs> I, they didn't know if they were going to get, you know, it might have just been cropped here. Right? Okay. And uh, I had my feet in the socks. Right? <laughs> You're not even going to see my feet, just the socks. Uh -huh. And this was John and Marilyn Moretz mm -hmm. in North Carolina. This was as my modeling career was winding down. Mm -hmm. And I had saved my money in modeling. People used to say I was cheap. You know, why don't you buy a better car or nicer clothes, but I prefer to think of it as fiscally frugal. Mm -hmm. I think that's another connection with Mr. Buffett. Uh, and I was investing in people, in a team. I love sports and the idea of a diverse group of people with different gifts and talents, maybe strengths in areas where I didn't have them coming together for a common goal. And so I, I had this this little team that, that we'd put together. And I thought, you know what? These are great socks, mm -hmm. and these are really nice people. Uh, but I, I don't want to model anymore, and I don't mm -hmm. want to work for you, but I'd like to be in business with you, a partnership. And so that's uh, how we began. Right. And, and talk about, you mentioned your team. So how many people work directly with you kind of running the business? How, how big is your team? Is it 1,000 people or 10 people or 5 people? Well, there's 123 people mm -hmm. uh, in our company, and then it expands when you right. get into different countries and I mean so many people are responsible for the work that's done. Right and you're not only the CEO but you're the chief designer at this point still? Uh, yes chief designer and chair and I work with our global creative director is John Carrasco. He is uh, he's become my brother he's just amazing we've been together for 30 years 
and when you are fortunate to work with great people, you hang on to them. Right, and you're, you've partnered with a lot of bigger companies. What do you look for in a, in a partner, and what are some of the companies that you've partnered with? You know, some people say it's counterintuitive, and some people say it's stupid, but it works for us. When we're meeting with a potential partner, I want to see what can we bring to you? How can partnering with us make you more successful? How can it increase your bottom line? How can it make your life better? You know, what can we bring to you? I don't want to do it if it's not going to be successful. For That's not a partnership. It doesn't feel right or good or fun. And I want it to be enjoyable. So seeing if it's a good fit. You can be right. a great company, a great business, but it just might not be a great fit. So that's, you know, first of all, really the getting to know you process. It takes time. It's, um, you know, we tell them kick the tires with us, just ask all the tough questions and we go through it. And after we've just crossed every T, dotted every I on those contracts, we put them away and we treat each other like family. Right. Um, do you talk about how big your company is in terms of sales? I, one of the joys of being mm -hmm. a private company, we don't. I mean, ah, there's others okay. who report on us, right. and I, I, it's going public is something that that comes up a lot. You're in the right place. Here. We're at the Nasdaq. <laughs> I'm sure there's someone standing by, ready to help you with an IPO here. I I love the the. I'm a private person and mm -hmm. having a private company suits me very well. I mean, Wall Street, understandably, they expect results every 90 days. And many of the decisions that, that I make, that our team makes, they're more long-term. Right. And so, I, and I, I really like that, that luxury okay. of being able to do that. What about uh, CBD, which is kind of a, a hot category right now? Have you gotten involved? I understand you've kind of gotten into that a little bit. Yeah, it was uh, wonderful to serve as the, the first uh, woman chair emeritus uh, and chief brand, brand strategist for uh, a reggae plus company mm -hmm. and to, to work with level brands and get that company going. And I love being able to work with great teams, uh, being mentored by such wonderful people and then being able to mentor others. and watch them go into success. It's, uh, it's wonderful and it's rewarding and fulfilling. Is, is this marijuana, cannabis kind of interesting to you? I mean, are you for no. legalization or? CBD without THC, right. it's like giving a child a grape versus a glass of wine. Got and it. so uh -huh. we started our brand with um, hemp, CBD right. hemp, um, with that single pair of socks 25 years ago. Mm -hmm. So for, I, I like to bring transparency to what it is and how we're involved in it and the benefits of it. We've seen benefits of it. I mean, our rugs, our flooring, so many different products mm -hmm. from the beginning have been made with this. Right. Let's talk about um, retailing a little bit, Kathy, in terms of brick and mortar versus digital. Um, obviously, brick and mortar has been challenged and is under pressure. What is your take on the future of stores retailing? change has been incredible and I, I think we we recognize that we've got to offer uh, when people make the effort to, to go shop to go somewhere to really give them an experience 
and mm. to uh, I'm loving experiencing retailers who are working in innovative creative ways and we come up with ways to support our retail partners in brick and mortar where we see that you know a, a customer goes in a client goes in and they spend an hour with the associates their infrastructure their dime their everything they they look at the product and then they go and they purchase it online and yeah. so we we've come up with some uh, really tangible uh, solutions that really help um, profit sharing and help with uh, with our partners because we see the value in brick and mortar that I believe will always be there. Um, people will want to go and experience and touch and see. And I'm also seeing Gen Z loves the shopping experience. They shop online, they can do that, but maybe because they've grown up with it their whole life, going to the mall, going to shops is an experience for them and it's fun for them. Interesting, maybe the flip side for people of my generation where it's novel to shop online, those guys yes. like the novelty of going to a store. They do, they love yeah. it. So That's they, great. I, do you sell directly online from your company or do you just sell through partners online? Uh, with, our, with our partners right. we sell. Okay. Yeah. Um, and have you ever had discussions with Amazon and some of those big retailing giants, the digital um, retailers? We, I mean, we, we love Amazon, right. we work with Amazon. And, and what a great example of a company with such growth and such um, such vision. Right. Um, you have a book coming out? Do you want to talk yes, about that? Sure. Um, we've collaborated with uh, New York Times number one best-selling author Rachel Van, Van Dyken and the book is called Fashion Jungle and it is it's fiction and it's the first fiction that, that I've been involved with. It's while it's not my story you write what you know and your experiences so uh, what my, made you want to do fiction Kathy that's interesting this this isn't this is a story that I've wanted to tell for a very long time because there is people look at the glossy images on a magazine they look at the the retouching and they don't experience what goes on behind the scenes and they don't experience you know it's interesting because when we're talking about business uh, top of mind is sustainability um, cruelty processes cruelty to animals child labor all these things we look at but when a girl is made up and dressed up and she gets behind the camera lens it's very easy to objectify a person and everything from statutory rape, sexual exploitation, drugs, uh, there's so much that goes on that I believe most people are not aware of. Now there's wonderful people in that industry, of course. Um, there's also many that uh, there needs to be more awareness and uh, something that I share particularly with young people but of every age is how important boundaries are and to really understand your values, what you believe, why you believe it, have conviction and put boundaries in place to protect them. 
And you spoke up about an incident that happened in your modeling career when you were younger. In 2014, you talked about it in an interview, which was sort of before Me Too was mainstream, talking about harassment by a photographer and a difficulty you had. Was that difficult for you to talk about? No, it wasn't difficult to talk about. It, it was difficult knowing that there's people out there and that there's young girls and boys being hurt by this. I mean, that's what's difficult. Um, when I first came to New York when I was 17 years old, I naively thought that all adults were basically good people like my parents and my eyes were really opened. And people who then I considered to be perverts today, I would call them predators. I didn't realize they were actually breaking the law. Uh, but it's, um, you know, tragically, there's, there's a lot of predators in this, um, in this industry, in fashion and in modeling. And it's important to have that awareness and to protect yourself. Somewhat related, I guess, Kathy, you tweeted support of the First Lady, Melania Trump, um, tweeting that her, she was a model, that she shouldn't be bullied for that, that people have given her sort of a hard time about that. How would you grade her Be Best campaign, and what's your take on, on her status at this point? I, I think she's doing a wonderful job, um, I, and I don't, I, I don't think there is any time that bullying is okay for anybody, there's never a time when that's okay. And it's irrelevant whether or not somebody agrees with someone or not. It doesn't give anyone the right to, uh, to mistreat someone and treat them as less than human. Right. Do you get into politics at all? Because, you know, some people would say President Trump has bullied people on Twitter. So I, I don't know. Is, would you agree with that? You know, I personally... I don't, when I'm in my business capacity, mm -hmm. I don't get into politics because our team is wonderfully diverse and made up of people of every belief and thought. And so to honor that, um, I don't. But I will say that bullying of any kind, I just, I strongly disagree with it. And I think we, we all must just be careful with our words. And, um, I mean, of course, it's, you know, I've been guilty of having words come out that I wish didn't come out. You know, I believe in being quick to think, slow to speak, slow to become angry, I think is really good advice. Right. Um, let me ask you a little bit about um, your advocacy for the state, the country of Israel. Where does that come from? And what's your current take on things in terms of the United States and Israel? Uh, my love for Israel, uh, it's... I mean, it's the only democracy in the Middle East. And my love from Israel comes from my faith. I mean, mm -hmm. I read about it every day. So it's hard not to um, just have a deep connection. Um, just the, the people, the land, the history. And I get angry when I experience revisionist history. And when... What is, what is that? What kind of revisionist history? Revisionist history, taking, changing what, what has been fact and rewriting it, rewriting history. And I think it's interesting when, um, I mean, you asked where my love for Israel came mm -hmm. from. And 
the Abrahamic covenant, which is a forever unconditional covenant um, where God says to Abraham, I will bless those who bless you and curse those who curse you. And through you, all the families of the earth will be blessed. So it's loves everyone. Um, loving Israel is in no way anti-Arab, anti any other nation. It's not that at all. Um, Israel is less than one sixth of one percent of the entire Middle East. And uh, yes, in recent times, um, oil has been has been found, but my goodness, in comparison to the neighboring countries and the bullying and the abuse that it takes, um, it goes back to bullying. I don't like that. And so when I see that, I want to call it out. When we look at the Balfour Declaration of 1917 and that the, the land was to be both sides of the Jordan River and then going Great Britain going against its own mandate, um, I think it was about 23% that Israel took. And they were fine with that. But I, I don't believe it's about the land. It's never been about the land. They were attacked less than 24 hours after becoming a nation. It's about a hatred. And that's what's got to end. Right. I and mean, you sound like you're pretty well versed on the subject. Have you gone to Israel before? Yes. Yes, right. I love it. Yeah. Um, so I'm just curious, Kathy, I mean, at this point in your life, you could obviously dial back and lie on a beach or whatever you choose to lie on in terms of relaxation, but you just keep going. And, and why do you just keep, what motivates you right now at this point? I feel so blessed and fortunate to be exposed to needs that are so much bigger than me and to opportunities that are so much bigger than me. I love what we do. I love the people I work with. Uh, we've got a lot of work to do. There's just a lot to do. And I hope um, I live long enough to get a lot more accomplished because I feel like we're a baby brand just getting started. Last question, are you gonna to go to Berkshire Hathaway next oh, spring? Oh yes, of course. <laughs> Look forward to it all year, yeah. Great, well, I hope thank to you. see you there. Thank Kathy you. Ireland, thank you so much for joining us today. Oh, thank you, thank you very much. You've been watching Influencers, I'm Andy Serwer. We'll see you next time. Thanks for listening to Influencers. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. And follow Yahoo Finance on Twitter at Yahoo Finance and at Sirworth.